0: Hello and welcome to today's edition of The Fight Against COVID-19, What's Really Going On, a CGTN radio podcast that brings you everything you need to know about the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Shane Bigum. In this edition, we'll look at China's progress in combating COVID-19 over the past three years global survey shows high approval for China's COVID-19 prevention and control over the past three years. The poll was conducted by the Chinese Institute of Public Opinion of Renmin University of China. Nearly 90 percent of respondents approved of China's handling of the pandemic. A similar rate did not think the country's measures had crippled the economy. Over 70 percent of respondents agreed with China's adjustments of the restrictions and 76 percent think China's preparations for the recent downgrade of COVID management were effective. The global poll 21 countries across five continents. Respondents from Asia were more likely to give positive feedback. Fei reflects on China's efforts to respond to the pandemic.
1: China's epidemic prevention and control efforts have gone through the most difficult period. The three-year resistance is a marathon battle against the coronavirus. Saving lives has been the utmost priority. China has kept severe cases and death rates among the lowest in the world. Over the past three years, China responded to more than 100 cluster outbreaks. It all began with an unidentified virus first reported in the central city of Wuhan. The virus caused surging infections and deaths, which challenged the medical system. China took action, including to lock down the city's 11 million residents. Public transport and outbound travel routes were shut down in January 2020, ahead of the Lunar New Year. More than 40,000 medical workers and 300 medical teams from around the country traveled to the epicenter. Construction workers built new hospitals, community members conducted contact tracing, and volunteers delivered supplies. 94% of people infected during the hardest hit time were cured. But that didn't mean becoming less vigilant. Mutations of the virus brought new threats. Outbreaks of the Delta variant were recorded across 20 provinces in 2021. As infections soared overseas, China took action to prevent imported cases. Visitors from abroad were tested and underwent quarantine. Imported goods were thoroughly tested and disinfected to reduce surface transmission. But the fast-spreading Omicron variant would bring new challenges. China responded by adopting swifter and more targeted measures, including boosting PCR testing capacity and speed. Home quarantine was introduced for mild cases and international travel restrictions were eased. Since the beginning of the pandemic, China has issued 10 versions of COVID-19 diagnosis and treatment protocols. The measures are all backed by science and medical reserves. China has been accelerating the research and development of vaccines and medicines. More than 90% of China's population is fully vaccinated against coronavirus, among the highest rates in the world. The total number of ICU beds in China has reached 138,000. There are 80,000 ICU doctors and 220,000 nurses. China also played a positive role in tackling the global pandemic. The country had sent medical expert groups to 34 countries. China also provided 2.2 billion doses of COVID vaccine to 120 countries. To maintain social stability, China sought to reduce the economic impact of the epidemic. In 2020, it was among the first countries in the world to resume work and reopen businesses. Policies to support business enterprises were announced at the national and local levels. Over the past three years, China registered average annual economic growth of 4.5%, which is significantly higher than the global average. The country is transitioning towards a post-pandemic recovery. Travel restrictions are being lifted, recreational venues are reopening, and businesses resuming. China describes the battle against COVID-19 as a people's war. It's a race against time and also reflects the wisdom and unity of the people.
0: That was Zhao Yunfei giving us a recap of China's three-year effort against the coronavirus. Li Choyuan takes a closer look at domestic COVID policies, and today she explores the management of Class B infectious diseases.
2: After China's policy adjustment, COVID-19 is now managed in China like other Class B infectious diseases such as AIDS, H7N9, bird Flu, and tuberculosis. According to China's National Health Commission, the adjustment comes after government's holistic considerations of the virus, mutations, transmission, rate, and severity. Following the adjustment, China will focus on protecting people's lives and guard against severe cases, Optimized measures also aim to minimize the impact of the virus on economic and social development. Specifically, quarantine requirements for the infected are now not required, and authorities no longer identify close contacts or designate high and low risk areas. And those infected will receive classified treatment. China has also softened its testing policies. Control measures targeting inbound travelers are no longer in operation negative PCR test results within 48 hours before departure is still required. According to China's new COVID-19 policy, import customs will no longer carry out PCR sample testing on cold-shaped food. Other imported food also will not be subject to epidemic monitoring and inspections at ports. In addition, China will continue to monitor the spread of COVID-19 and its development abroad including changes in the virus's transmission rate, virulence, and ability to breach the immune system.
0: That was Li Yuan bringing us the details of China's management of Class B infectious diseases. Recovered COVID patients in China are reporting symptoms of discomfort and say these can last weeks. Authorities say patients in China have easy access to stable and abundant medical supplies during the spring festival holiday. To cope with possible COVID-19 infections caused by the travel rush, drug stores across the country have prepared more necessary medical equipment. Wuxi has more than 4 million ibuprofen and acetaminophen pills and 4.2 million N95 masks on the market. Community health centers in Lijiang, Yunnan province purchased new oximeters and oxygen therapy products before the spring festival. Deputy Director Chen Xiaoyu says they have a three-month supply of medicines.
3: People suffering from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, chronic bronchitis, and asthma are key groups that need close monitoring. So we need to ensure the monitoring of blood oxygen and provide oxygen therapy for them.
0: Pharmaceutical factories are working to meet high demand from clients during the spring festival holiday. A pharmaceutical factory in Beijing says they've tripled output since December. Village doctors in Shanxi province have prepared drugs and medical devices and monitored health conditions among high-risk groups during spring festival.
3: Many patients who have recovered from COVID-19 still have after-effects, including heart disease and diarrhea. We've prepared sufficient traditional Chinese medicine and helped people feel better
1: we have distributed tablets of ibuprofen to villagers we have also prepared cough medicines antiviral drugs antibiotics and other medicines that can ensure the two-week supply during the festival we also equipped each village with two oximeters as well as oxygen bags and some rescue equipment we have contacted the elderly and the people who did not get infected with COVID and reminded them to reduce gatherings and to keep a light diet during the spring festival. Meantime, we also participated in training sessions for diagnosis and treatment before the festival, learning how to identify severe and mild cases as soon as possible and give medicine advice to protect the elderly during the festival.
3: Doctors and nurses have worked during the day shift. Now, there are three to five people in our clinic who have not fully recovered. We just received a positive patient this morning. We are closely monitoring and treating him. If the condition becomes severe, we will contact hospitals in the city to transfer patients.
0: Recovered COVID patients in China are reporting symptoms of discomfort and say these can last weeks if not months. Across the country, hospitals have been opening up special outpatient clinics and oxygen therapy centers to meet the increasing need for post-COVID rehabilitation. Feng Yilay spoke with medical staff and patients at a hospital in (laughs) Jiangsu.
3: Physicians at the Suzhou Hospital of Traditional Chinese Medicine are teaching patients Liu Jue, using this traditional Chinese breathing exercise to help reduce the after-effects of COVID-19 infection. Systemic aerobic exercise helps to improve the patient's respiratory function and physical ability. Low-intensity training is suitable for those who have just started exercising after recovery from COVID-19, and it's easy to do regardless of the weather or location. China says the number of COVID-19 patients in critical condition is now declining, but some of those who have recovered say they still suffer from fatigue, headache, back pain, insomnia, shortness of breath, among other symptoms. It's affecting their everyday lives, and so they are turning to new rehabilitation departments at hospitals for help.
1: I have multiple symptoms, so it is convenient to have an outpatient department like this for comprehensive preliminary diagnosis.
3: Doctors here use many types of treatment. Traditional Chinese medicine, or TCM, plays a big part in relieving post-COVID discomfort
1: We use the four ways of diagnosis in TCM. Look, listen, question and feel the pulse. As well as modern imaging techniques. According to the holistic approach of TCM, we treat each individual with specific therapies and prescriptions. For example, we can use certain oral herbal medicines to replenish energy and relieve coughing. We can use external therapies like medicated patches, moxibustion, and ear acupuncture. Special
3: oxygen therapy centers have also been operating, helping those with chronic lung problems.
1: The tightness in my chest is much better now, and my head is not dizzy anymore. It costs barely three yuan. With medical insurance, people can afford it.
3: The World Health Organization estimates that 10 to 20 percent of COVID-19 patients will suffer mid- and long-term symptoms. Chinese health authorities as well as the China Association of Chinese Medicine have released guidance to facilitate recovery of some of the more common post-COVID
0: symptoms. That was Feng Ile reporting. With that, we end this episode of The Fight Against COVID-19, What's Really Going On. Subscribe to our podcast for another episode filled with facts, stories, and opinions concerning the battle against the novel coronavirus. For more detailed stories about the pandemic, visit radio.cgtn.com or listen to our current affairs program, The Beijing Hour, online. Drop us a line on our podcast so we can provide you with even more content that interests you. I'm Shane Bigum. Thanks for listening.